The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its two greatest hosts in sports history, Jammin' Johnny Townsend and amazing Andrew Lenz on the Retroactive Sports Podcast. Hello, <laughs> We are back, though, with our, this is our, our meat, our, our meat in our NBA episode sandwich, because we're in the middle yeah. right now, but yeah. even though I think the other episode that we're gonna do next week is a little bit more spicier. Yeah, yeah. So last time on this show, we kind of uh ranked our number one picks of all the NBA picks from the 80s. Yeah, and now it's time to move up to the next decade. We're going that's right, we're getting super cool, we're getting rad, as the kids back then would say. We're getting there, we're putting on our slap braces. Parachute pants. Putting away our our pongs. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Getting out our Super Nintendos and trying to figure out which better is Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. Yeah, because Sega does what Nintendo don't. And we but all if know you're Biggie either. Smalls, you have both. Oh, yeah. 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 Biggie Smalls literally has both in his name. He's Biggie and he's Smalls. Yeah. Impressive, really, if you think about it. He's an oxymoron. I don't think he wants to be called that, but yeah, I know. I just realized that when I said that, there's <laughs> hopefully some people are gone. Maybe I should look that up. What an oxymoron is instead of just going with that. No, I'm waiting on the. I'm waiting on the. Uh, you know, a new Pixar movie. It's kind of about the elements. You know, that's coming out this year. Oh, like I'm wait. I guarantee you. I mean, here's my prediction: There's going to be oxygen is going to be one of the things that shows up. But he's gonna be dumb, and he's gonna get called a moxie, uh, an oxymoron. How about some moxie moron? Oxymor. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what Jim Cornette calls John Moxley? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> Actually, probably one of the nicer things it calls him, judging from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. We, yep. Like Johnny alluded to, we are ranking every '90s number one overall pick. And there is some good ones. This is a decade that me and Johnny can safely say we have seen every single one of these players pretty much career. Yes, I'm very excited to do this one. I think this one's going to be really fun when we get into our top five, especially. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a good Homer one on here for Johnny. So Yeah, that's what I'm going to struggle with, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I want to try to see if I can... Put my Charlotte Hornet biasness aside, which would be very difficult for me. I know you were having a hard time when I sent you that video of every team's greatest duo ranked, and you were yeah. like, I'm already angry at this. With five seconds into the video, Johnny was already angry. 
yeah, that uh, I don't can't remember the person who put that out, but uh, you need help with with your uh, list. That's a in fairness, it's a matter of opinion, but my yeah. opinion varied uh, drastically on a couple of his, especially the Hornets one. But yeah, I'm very excited to do this. I think our first our ten and nines are going to line up fairly easily, but then after that, I think we're going to have some fun. Honestly, all right. Well. I believe you went first last time, so I'll go first with my number 10. And I'm going to go with the Candyman. Yeah, I'm going to get it out of the way. I am with you 100% here. Michael Old Candy. Horrible. (laughs) Just very overhyped. This is, we need a big man. Let's get one. I know he had a lengthy kind of career, but it was just in the age where we need big men to shack to eat. So that's probably how he kept his job. Yeah. And it's coming after, uh, you know, Tim Duncan the year before was the number one pick. So it's, he's, he's kind of got a hard act to follow. (laughs) Tim Duncan is, I would argue Tim Duncan's one of the top power forwards of all time. So, to put a spin on Michael O'Candy's career, if I can actually get this up. Oh, Andrew, when you get older, it gets more difficult. So his biggest accomplishment in the NBA. By the way, I'm saying that from experience. Was he made the all-NBA rookie second team. That's your number one pick, making the second team. Yeah. And And he was drafted by the Clippers, who... Try to play everybody, especially at this time, because they don't have anybody. <laughs> did they have Baron Davis though? Or is he? This... He did eventually oh. play for them, but I don't think so yet. I got. I, I don't even think he's drafted yet. This is why we record because now I just remembered of something I wanted to do with Johnny, <laughs> game wise, <laughs> when it comes to basketball. No, but we both agree. I mean, you know, I think that you know, when we say this, obviously I always like to point out that just to even be drafted in NBA means you have some talent, obviously. So we're just saying that. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, as a number one pick in the NBA, the Candyman is kind of a bust. Yeah. Uh, number nine, I have Joe Smith. I never Again, got- we agree. We agree here. I never got Joe Smith. I, he's another guy that people he got a whole are, team in trouble. Remember? Yes. Well, <laughs> the Timberwolves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the Timberwolves too, in a way, because of the way the contract worked. Yeah. But even if you look at the guys that were drafted after Joe Smith, these are all guys that you would be like, these guys are light years better than Joe Smith. Antonio McDice went second. Oh, I'm a big McDice guy. Yeah. I, I love Antonio McDice. I do too. Stackhouse, obviously, I'm a Carolina guy. So, yep. Rashid Wallace, Carolina <laughs> guy. Yep, love it. And then, uh, maybe I don't know if this guy ever panned out. Kevin Garnett, I never heard of him. But Joe Smith, so he did make All NBA Rookie the first team, and that's it. I will. I think his first couple seasons were fairly good, and the problem was after that he had a. I don't know. Did he get injured? I don't remember. I, but I do I do know his career kind of really, really pattered out toward 
pretty early in. My biggest thing with Joe Smith was, so I started following the NBA draft like a little bit more because this is what ninety five he got drafted. Yeah. So I'm getting older. I'm starting to understand a little bit more, not just what my dad is telling me to understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And I don't know how that goes. Yeah. I just remember be- being just like upset, even though I wasn't a Warriors fan. Like, why was not Jerry Stackhouse the number one overall pick in this draft? Why did you not get Jerry Stackhouse? I, I, to this day, I can still picture myself sitting at my grandma's table in the kitchen, reading the paper, because that's how old I am, and seeing that and going, why did you not pick Jerry Stackhouse? So there might be some bias there, but I think this is a perfect one. This guy played for the Lakers? Yeah, I think he was a journeyman there toward the end, wasn't he? He played on a number of teams. Yeah, (laughs) going through everything. I'm going to name his team. So you're going to be like, what? He did that? Wait, wait, wait. Let's do it. Let's see how many I can get. Okay. All right. Uh, Timberwolves. Yep. Uh, Warriors. Timberwolves twice. Yes. Uh, I remember. I definitely remember the Timberwolves getting in trouble yep. for that because I think they uh, they had to broke a rule when they, they were, were kind circumventing of- the salary cap to get his bird rights. Yes, yeah. Uh, Lakers, obviously, because you already said that one, so that's three. That's three. <laughs> uh, this is where it gets tough for me. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I remember him being around quite a bit. But I don't feel like he ever really played on a really good team very much. Um, when he on the Hawks at some point? Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Uh but after that I'm gonna get fuzzy. Okay. Uh 76ers, Pistons, Bucks, Nuggets. He was a Chicago Bull, a Cavalier, Cavalier twice. He was on the Thunder and the Nets. I was gonna say the Nets I think I could have got, but yeah, that's way more than I even thought, and I know he was on quite a few. <laughs> hey, getting jobs, man. All right, so that was our number nine. I wonder if we're on eight. Number eight, I have Derek Coleman. This is tough for me because I'm, I'm between th- uh, three names here. And I bet it's between the three names you were also thinking, because there's definitely it's tiers a, to this, to this uh, list here. Yeah, we could have tiered this pretty well. Uh, I'm going to say, well, go ahead and give me your case for Derek Coleman being here. Derek Coleman is my case for Derek Coleman is the same case that I kind of have for Danny Manning. Uh, hyped, and it might sound crazy, but. He was kind of a valuable card. I remember going through a lot of skybox cards looking for the Derek Coleman rookie card. I had many of Derek Coleman cards. And he just never kind of lived up to that to that big time hype. Um so I mean that's pretty much 
He to me, he's the uh, definition of someone who came out hot because I mean, early in, he was a twenty and ten guy, easy. Oh, he yeah, he was very serviceable player for throughout his career. Yeah, I mean, twenty and ten is not easy to do. Twenty points, ten rebounds a game. One uh, very very powerful guy, a really good shooter too uh, for a big guy, especially during this era. Yeah, uh, early nineties. Oh man. Yeah, his he's got one All Star appearance and two time All NBA third team and Rookie of the Year and All NBA uh, or All Rookie first team, but other than that, there's not too much. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna agree with you, uh, but it's just because the other two that I'm gonna put ahead of him, I think they had a a they were more consistent. consistent with their career than he was. But if we're just going from like how their career start, Derek Coleman is would be above the next two, I think. If we're just going by just start to the career, like first couple seasons. Yeah, I there's no disrespect to Derek Coleman. Oh no, he was one of my if, favorites. I loved watching him play. If somebody asked me and Charlotte Hornet. If somebody asked me, you know, who you know, name like a random NBA player that people that most people in this generation want to know about that is was pretty good. I would name Derek Coleman. I do want to do an exercise one time, which is a sentence I've never said before of uh, me and you going through the NBA teams and putting our favorite top three from each team throughout their history. I could do that all day. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Derek Coleman would more than likely make my New Jersey Nance one. Who else would? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter. There's my three. Actually, you know what? I was a big uh, um, Keith Van Horton guy. I liked him. Also, like Uh, Kerry Kittles quite uh, a bit. uh, Richard Jefferson. Oh yeah, see, they got actually got they had some good players. That would be tough. But yeah, Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'll put Coleman here too. But it's just purely because uh, later on in his career, he's not near as consistent as the next two guys. Number seven. I have the big dog. Glenn. I also have Glenn Robinson. Yes. I think this, he gets kind of lost in the shadows. He's kind of forgotten about now, despite the fact that he was really good. And this was the Bucks team that was up and coming at this time too. They would eventually get Ray Allen and him and Glenn Robinson would be a really good duo here. Uh, but man, uh, there was a time where he was like, uh, you look in the box score and it was not unusual. In fact, I would say it was almost all the time that he'd have at least 20-something points. I think what really, really hurts him, too, is when you talk about him and where he was picked, is when you got Jason Kill- Kidd, Kid, Jason Kidd, I almost said Kittles, Jason Kidd and Grand Hill picked behind him. Yeah, that's kind of tough. If we redid that now, I would think Kidd would go first. Just, uh, just career wise, with yes, with hindsight, if we had a power of hindsight, that's purely because Green Hill got hurt. Oh, Grand Hill didn't get hurt. I would say Hill would be over kid. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. But Mr. Glenn Robinson, the big dog, and his son is playing today, too. Yeah, the third, right? I think it's what he is. Glenn Robinson, the third. Yep. Uh, cool nickname, though, too, the big dog. Uh, he was an NBA dig, dig, diggity dog. That's what I think every time from that Nintendo 64 wrestling game. <laughs> he, 
He was an NBA champion in 2005 with the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, can't let's say that name. I forgot. That's a that's a pretty sore spot here. <laughs> two times Charlotte in Charlotte Hornet land. Two time NBA All Star, and he made the All NBA rookie first team. Andrew, I got an idea. Let's give a team that's already had some a history of being really lucky with the number one picks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, once in a lifetime, it's like David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Let's give him another one. Why don't we just do that? You know, maybe it was frozen. <laughs> you ready for number six? I think we're going to have the same one here, but yes, Elton Brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Another twenty and ten guy, though. Yes, Elton Brand. When the Bulls traded him away. And that I still think that trade is lopsided, even knowing what Tyson Chandler became. Tyson Chandler was really good, but Elton Brand was legit a twenty and ten player. Yeah, it's weird. like you can just count that. That's just the automatic, uh, and even longer than Derek Coleman did it. So, and he also got Jimmy Butler for a bunch of second round picks. So can we? Give him a shout out for that one from Mr. Allen Brand. Yeah. Even though he didn't stay and he was like, hey, you know what? Tobias Harris might be the better deal out of this. And for the longest time, he's one of the best players the Clippers ever had. <laughs> was the Clippers there. Yeah. But he is a, he was only a two-time All-Star. Huh. Two-time All-Star. He made the all NBA second team in 2006, co-rookie of the year, uh, and all NBA first team. Also, sport NBA sportsmanship award winner. Nice. Nice. There it is. Duke guy. Does that kind of make you feel dirty? I got over that. I used to be that way when I was younger. Like, everything Duke I hated, but then they've had some players I've liked. You know, I'll never... I'll never hate Grant Hill. So, <laughs> have you seen the uh, ESPN thirty for thirty? Everyone hates Chris, Christian Leitner. I most certainly have because I feel that's still a true statement, no matter what. I think he likes it that way, though. So that in turn might be like him, just despite him. He's just a heel. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm. I'm not. I refuse to play into his hands. So I think he's great. <laughs> but Elton Brand, definitely, definitely one of the great. Yes. Now it's getting fun, though. Ooh. Now this is getting fun. Okay. So my number five, and I used how I felt looking at career, everything else, when, when I did this. My number five is Larry Johnson. The sound that you don't hear is you crushing my soul. I went with Larry Johnson here because there's still a lot more. I almost want to say what ifs. The guy His back open. injury really threw things in for a loop. Yeah. And I think he would have been higher, probably one spot, maybe two, but definitely one spot higher. If the Knicks would have won that 99 championship. Yeah, because he was a vital part to that team. I still remember that four-point play he made. 
to mm-hmm. this day. Yeah. Uh, timeout. I'm calling a timeout here. Do I have a timeout left? No. Give me a technical because Chris Weber is my number five. <laughs> he, to me, incredibly talented guy. I was a big fan of that Kings team with him and Peja and, and uh, you know, uh, Jason Williams, I really like watching that team quite a bit. But to me, he's the epitome of uh, your team. I mean, besides that Kings team, it's he didn't really do much. He was, uh, but that sounds weird saying because again, another 2010 guy. So, uh, and he's actually an underrated passer. He got put into an awkward situation with the Warriors, from what I understand. Where today, it's the norm. Where back then it was Don Nelson trying to try something new that where today would have been like, yeah, that sounds perfectly fine. Where he was primary, he was proud power forward, but they want him to play center. Yeah. And in, if you look at Chris Weber now, for anybody younger that just don't really know about Chris Weber, and you saw him be like, yeah, you know, 6'10, what, yeah, he was 6'10. 245, why can't he play center? Yeah. Because you had monster men back then that just. I mean, just. I mean, we're not going to give it away. We're not going to give it away, but just look the year who was number one the year before him, Granite Lab, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Chris Weber is just my number five. And again, I'm completely admitting my Charlotte Hornet biasness here for this. So. Again, incredibly skilled player that I really like to watch. Uh, he was, I think he's, sadly, he's probably way more known for the the timeout in college than anything else because it cost him the title. Are they playing, Johnny? Oh, I don't know. It's hard for me to remember, Carolina. But uh, it's just, that's a hard thing to overcome for anybody's career, no matter how good you are, when the most... Uh, biggest thing you remembered for is a mistake you made. <laughs> so, like, who's the player for the Red Sox who got blamed for missing that ground ball? Wasn't it Bill Buckner? Yes, yeah, and that's what well, that's all he's ever been remembered for. So, there's a football player, and his name is Jim Marshall. He played in the 60s and the 70s. Played on what pretty much is everyone on that defensive line is in the Hall of Fame. He set a record for most consecutive games played. Very consistent player. They didn't count sacks back then, so that's kind of hard to track. Everybody says he should be in the Hall of Fame, but the one thing that is keeping him out, most likely, is that he once picked up the a fumble and he ran the wrong way. Oh, man. <laughs> That's painful. This guy is definitely Hall of Fame career. Like, yeah. if not 100%, you know, borderline, get him in on a senior thing. I don't think he's in yet, but he might have been. Sometimes others track of this Hall of Fame thing, but a lot. But that's probably what's keeping him out because he picked up a fumble and he ran the wrong way. He couldn't understand why nobody was trying to tackle him as he was running. So they're I'm, just lying. They're just lighting my way, basically. So I'm guessing you have 
Well, you don't know yet. Who's your Who's your number four? <laughs> I have Chris Webber, and I'm guessing you got Larry Johnson at four. Yeah, I couldn't in good conscience put him above the rest of them. All right. So no, me... I really wanted to. I'm not going to lie. Just for because here's a big spoiler for everybody. My all-time favorite player is Larry Johnson. <laughs> so, if this was my personal list, just for me, for Johnny, he'd be number one. I would just like, for me. I would like to do that. Just that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. For each one of our sports, just so people understand where we're coming from. A lot of yeah, that'd time. be a good like get to know us type of episode, I think. Yeah. But I mean Larry Johnson is legit my all-time favorite player. He came along right as I was at the perfect age. I mean, 1991. I'm, yeah. you know, I was born in 83, and this is right where I'm getting into basketball and discovering it. And yeah. being yeah. in North Carolina, yeah, the Hornets were obviously my favorite team. And I was very lucky because we had Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, Del Curry, Kenny Gaddison. We would get Zoe soon. Uh, yeah, I'm just naming off. Just, I just love those teams so much. I was very lucky in that there's some really fun teams. But Larry Johnson is my all-time favorite basketball player. And I was so sad when we traded him. Like, it, re- it broke my soul. But he was already starting. Out. He was an undersized. He's what, I mean, you said it before. He's what everybody's hyping Zion to be. This is just yeah, better shape Zion. Yes, I don't, yes. I don't get Zion. I'm not gonna lie. I I do. I, I do. I, I like Zion a lot, but uh, you know, it's just injuries are gonna you, be. Way did you know he's already missed more games than LeBron James has missed in 20 years? I, I don't doubt this. That's where I don't get Zion. Well, in fairness, in fairness, the Embiid was that same way starting out. Highly, highly injury prone and barely played his first couple seasons. Uh, but it's just it's Larry Johnson, though, an undersized power forward who just outpowered you in the vein of Charles Barkley, right? And some of like my favorite uh, dunkers are the power dunkers. I just love a power dunker like a Dominique or somebody like that. And, uh, Dominic's probably my all-time favorite dunker. I just, God, I just love watching that guy's poetry emotion. But I would put Larry Johnson right up there too. It's just some amazing, just powerful dunks. I feel like if you try to block his dunk, he'd break your hand. Do you know who the Hornets got for Larry Johnson? Don't remember. I was so heartbroken that he was going to New York. Anthony Mason. That's right. Yes. And Brad. And Brad Lodish. I completely forgot about Brad Lodish. I did too, but I didn't forget about Anthony Mason. Rest in peace, because uh, he was a heck of a guy. Really you guys, fascinating player. You guys just traded. You were like, hey, give us one good player and then just throw in some guy. Because for morning, you got Glenn Rice and Matt Geiger. Uh, you gonna, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. You like Matt Geiger. I love Matt Geiger. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and also, giant Glenn Rice fan here. So, I Glenn Rice would thrive in today's game. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. Glenn Rice would be all his best time. years were with the Hornets too. Also, he was uh, uh, watching him play was a was an honor for me. Like, good God, what a player! But yeah, Larry Johnson's my number is my next one here. Uh, also, Larry Johnson, I'll go over there career accomplishments in the NBA. Larry Johnson, two to only a two time all-star. Uh it's weird. Perennial all-star in my heart. 
<laughs> and uh, one of the best uh, guests on uh, Family Matters. That was gonna that was gonna be one of my things at the bottom. <laughs> guest on Family Matters. All and probably the last big star Converse had with shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a Converse guy. Uh, second team All NBA, Rookie of the Year, and All Rookie First Team. Chris Weber. Five-time NBA All-Star, um, All-NBA First Team, three-time Second Team All-NBA, one-time Third Team Rookie of the Year, All-NBA Rookie First Team, and NBA Rebounding Leader, and this just makes sense. His number four is retired by the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. I think most people are going to agree with you. That he goes four and LJ goes five. I'm just admitting my biasness and switching that up for me personally. I think that's where it gets a little bit spicy, too. This is this is man. Who do you have? Okay, I'm gonna go. My number three. I might get some flack for this one. And this hurts, but I feel this is how I feel. Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to put AI here, but I guarantee you these are the two you're flipping back and forth, right? Yes. Yeah. My thing with Tim Duncan at three. I mean, I'm just going to throw up championships, and that's, and I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got me on that one. But my thing is Man, you could, you could Tim Duncan like always kind of had something. You can't. Then, I mean, just think of like you couldn't put two – Vastly different players against each other. I mean, these are oh, just no. like complete opposites. <laughs> just even even in personality. <laughs> if you want to know my pure love for Allen Iverson and how weird it is that I probably do, if you look at our very first episode where we drafted out of the 75th anniversary team, and I had like the most straight laced team in the world, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with Allen Iverson because I really really like him. Uh. Allen Iverson still amazes me just because uh, it sounds crazy of that one year. And he was a smaller shooting guard. This was a good question I got brought to me the other day, too. Do I consider Allen Iverson a shooting guard or a point guard? I consider him a little bit more of a shooting guard than a point guard, but I think he gets rolled into that point guard category. I think in today's yeah, game, I, he'd be a point guard just because point guards today are how Allen Iverson played back then. But I would, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, he's single handedly, I hate saying that because it's like it's, but he compared to what other teams had, you know, he was his second best player is what Eric Snow, maybe. And that's no diss to Eric Snow or Dikembe, who I, I've always, I'll always have a soft spot for Dikembe. But everybody, I think, well. Can you hate? Uh, is there anybody that hates Dikembe Mutombo? If you do, then I'm, I have I worry about you. I don't think I, I don't think I could ever hate Dikembe Mutombo. But he legit scrapped and clawed a team to the finals. So, and the great thing about that team is, is that Lakers team was perfect throughout the playoffs. Yeah, perfect. And then he probably gave one of the greatest NBA final moments ever. By beating the Lakers, and not only beating the Lakers, but he literally stepped over Tyron Wu even faster than LeBron James did. Uh, 
So, but I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench into your thing here and just mention practice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard a very interesting thing that Kobe Bryant said about Allen Iverson. If Allen Iverson was seven inches taller, oh yeah, would he not be in the go conversation? He'd have to. Uh, he would have to easily be considered. Uh, definitely would make. Dunk him up because that's one of the knocks against him, right? Is just the size. It, yeah, and he was fearless, just fearless. Yeah, did not care went in there. He crossed over Jordan. He was one of those players who I literally legit feared for his safety because he didn't fear for his own. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've seen him take many of nasty Michael Jordan, yeah, type Pistons hits. Yeah, well, I've had a history of players like that. Him and Dwayne Wade, you know, these smaller guys who just run into the paint and just get them honest, but they don't care. They keep doing it. Hey, something about that, man, that just appeals to me. Well, he's not doing practice, so there's the reason yeah. why. <laughs> but I couldn't I couldn't put him above Tim, though. I, I just I can't could, do it. I, I think this was more of a heart, too. I get it, man. I just put LJ ahead of Chris Weber. Yeah, I understand. So we we <laughs> We could have our we could have our little you know yeah. hot moments, but there's something about Allen Iverson that I think oh, yeah yeah he gets lost in the shuffle of Kobe's and everything else, and you know T Mac. Well, nobody really mentions T Mac anymore, but Allen Iverson was something special. But I'll read off Mister Iverson's stats. Uh, he was NBA Most Valuable Player, eleven time All Star. Two-time All-Star Game MVP, three-time first-team All-NBA, three-time second-team All-NBA, All-NBA third-team, Rookie of the Year, NBA Rookie first-team, four-time scoring champion, holy cow, three-time steals leader, 75th anniversary team, and the 76ers retired his number three, which is pretty huge. I look at franchise when I see a guy named get retired, like Chris Webber. I just read he got retired by the Kings, and I'm like, you better do that because there's not too many other that you could probably go with other than when you were, what were they like the Kansas City Royals or something? Yeah, or the Rochester Royals. Once again, thank you for uh, Bill Russell, those Rochester Royals. <laughs> Tim Duncan, here we go. This is Johnny's recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a big Tim Duncan fan. I love Tim Duncan quite a bit. Five-time NBA champion, three-time NBA finals. MVP. There's just something about a guy who's just destroying you and he doesn't talk. <laughs> no, I guess he did. Oh, he did, but like nobody knew or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like Garnett said it was just like. like just, oh, I'm, like, yeah. It's, like it's really real, funny. like annoying things like nice shot. Here we go. Oh, did you like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, so great. like you said, it was just like the most monotone, just down to earth <laughs> stuff. Fifteen uh, time NBA All Star, NBA All Star Co MVP, ten time NBA First Team, three time All NBA Second Team, two time All NBA Third Team, eight time All NBA Defensive First Team, seven time All Defensive Second Team. NBA Rookie of the Year, NBA Rookie First Team, NBA Teammate of the Year. Don't know what that is. And, of course, 
number 21 retired by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, one of the unheard of now stayed with his whole his team the whole career. Yeah. I like the teammate of the year award. That just is the most Tim Duncan award. It is. Yeah. And the, the trophy might as well just be a, just the, him. <laughs> just name it the Tim Duncan award. Yeah. The teammate. So, so obviously this means we both agree on a number one. We have the panel discussions on Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. <laughs> yep. She was here to the, you know, to accept this award. I have to let him know since I did the panel discussion with him. Yeah, I think you'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Shaq, the most dominating NBA player ever. Um, you can make a case for him to be the greatest center ever. You can In over- our lifetime is by far the most one of the most powerful guys I've ever seen play basketball. Oh yeah. I just remember the first time I saw so the way- I don't think people realize because he, he's probably most known for Lakers Shaq. Which, I mean, it's when he won his championships, but, man, I love looking back at Orlando Magic Shaq. I had that. Holy cow. (laughs) I had that same argument at work where everybody is focused on Lakers Shaq, and they were like, Lakers Shaq could dominate in today's NBA. And I said, I don't think he'd be as good as Magic Shaq. Magic Shaq could run the floor. That coast-to-coast video that he has is nice. So a lot of people look at Lakers Shaq where he's just straight bullying people, but he's kind of, you know, not as quick down the floor. But if you watch Magic Shaq, Magic Shaq, he's bullying and running the floor. He's both. Yeah. So yep. let's not sleep sleep on Magic Shaq, even though that was the premise of a movie, I believe. It was. He rhymed when he talked. <laughs> And great rap album. Shaq Diesel. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I still listen to Shaq Diesel today. He makes a nice diss to Alonzo Mourning and Christian Leitner in there. I know you don't like that, but. No, you can't. I don't mind. Uh, but Mr. Shaquille O'Neal is a four-time NBA champion, three-time finals MVP, one-time most valuable player, 15-time NBA All-Star, Three-time NBA All-Star MVP, eight-time All-NBA First Team, two-time Second Team, four-time Third Team, uh, three-time All-Defensive Second Team, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie First Team, two-time NBA Scoring Champ, and he got two of those uh, IBM Awards. I would love to review these. Uh, He is on the NBA Anniversary Team for the 50th and the 75th. And he, the Lakers retired his number 34 and the Heat retired his number 32 and associate associated press player of the, oh no, that's college. Cause he came out by that point, but do the, should the magic retire his number? Can I throw that? Sure. I think so, but I understand why they haven't just from their hurt by the whole thing. He sort of orchestrated his way out of there. Yeah. And uh, I I get it. But also, you know, I'm just going to put this to rest. Uh, In Hornets land, it kind of became, you're either an Alonzo or an LJ guy. Because they, here's a spoiler, they didn't like each other very much. Uh, Team LJ here all the way. So if you want to put Shaq above him, be my guest. (laughs) But that is 
that is our list. Uh, thank you for listening. Check us out on our YouTube channel and wherever you can get your podcast. Johnny, you got anything else? Yes, I'm going to read real quick. Uh, change by and put Larry Johnson number one. Okay, I'm done. I had I had to do it. Couldn't sleep at night without it. Oh, and my number two is Grandmama. <laughs> number three is the Converse shoes. Yeah. Number four is the car Grandmama drove in the. Number five is the honeycomb poster that I got, where he had a poster in a honeycomb's box of cereal that I hung up on my in my room. <laughs> What's it? Was it one of the generic, like, yes, because they didn't have to say Hornets or anything. He's just wearing a teal jersey with no Hornet. The uh, no those name on are it. my favorite ones. I think so, I had a Shaq one too, if I'm thinking right. Yeah, I think it would just say Shaq on it. Yeah, yeah, I miss those posters. <laughs> those are the best. But that is all. Thank you for listening, and have a good day, night, or whatever you're going on right now.